You're listening to Three Kitchens, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Join your hosts, Aaron Walker, Sarah Somosundaram, and Heather Dyer to talk all about home cooking. This episode of Three Kitchens is brought to you by the Northwest Fest International Documentary Festival, running in cinema from May 6th to the 14th and online from May 5th to the 15th. NWF is thrilled to finally be able to bring the festival back to Metro Cinema this year with an outstanding lineup of some of the year's best docs and a few fun surprises. This year's festival is a hybrid affair, with over 20 films screening at Metro Cinema, including the acclaimed Nick Cave music doc, This Much I Know to Be True, along with dozens of feature and short films screening online. Award-winning filmmaker Alexandra Ophilipe will also be in town to present his filmmaking masterclass. This event will be open to the public and is an absolute must for anyone who's ever dreamed of making their own film. Check out the full Northwest Fest film lineup and purchase all-access passes or single tickets at northwestfest.ca. Welcome to Three Kitchens, the podcast where we tell you about all the yummy things we're eating, and hopefully you're not at the grocery store at the time or your bill (laughs) is going to go through the roof (laughs) because suddenly you'll be like, why am I buying all these lemons and things? What am I making? Don't listen to us on an empty stomach, maybe? (laughs) Yes. Always my problem. It's the podcast that inspires hunger, which, you know. Maybe that's not so bad. I'm Heather Dyer. I'm here with my co-host, Sarah Solmasundaram and Aaron Walker. Hi hello, guys. hello. Hello. There we go. Um, this is our one-year anniversary Three Kitchens podcast. Yay! Happy anniversary, Yay! guys. It's kind of exciting. Who knew when we started doing this? Well, actually, I, I, I mean, I didn't think we'd only do it for a few months. <laughs> I kind <Yeah>. of expected <laughs> we'd get a one-year mark. <laughs> But it is kind of still fun, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm so excited that we've jumped on this like crazy bandwagon and we're still riding it down the hill a year later. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. We've had 50, yeah. I think we're on like 52 episodes or 53 episodes. Yeah. And it's been a journey. I mean, if you go back and listen to the way we recorded in the beginning and yeah. now, so many things have changed we have we're being paid now yeah we joined a network (laughs) yeah which is really great alberta podcast network that's right in our first episode we mentioned that we're not professionals Uh, maybe we should be clear like at the beginning of this podcast we are not professionally trained cooks we are not professional cooks in any sense of the word nor are we professional podcasters (laughs) yes yes We still aren't professional. Yes, <laughs> we are. <laughs> is that the definition? As soon as you're paid for it, we're professionals. All right, I don't care what true. the definition says. That's what my definition says. That's so what I'm her going definition with is. She's using the noun yeah. professional, not the oh, yeah. adjective of being professional. We are probably not mm-hmm. the most professional. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, speaking of professional and 
things changing over the past year. I wanted to ask you guys and the listeners to listen to a little clip from uh, one of our episodes from season one, uh, Rum Challenge. Do you remember that one? Yes, of course. And Heather promises me something Uh-oh. by year three oh. that she's going. she thinks she's going to be able to do. She still hasn't achieved it. I've forgotten. Maybe that's why. So let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's take a listen. Yes, please. I think I said your name wrong. I'm always worried I'm going to pronounce it I'm incorrectly. <laughs> it is somasundaram. Somasundaram. I will get it probably in like year three of this. I will be saying <laughs> it correctly. Nobody really gets it. So <laughs> you're forgiven. Thank you. So I am still mispronouncing. So, so you do have two more years because you did say year three. <laughs> oh, shit. So let's. let's uh... I thought I was doing well. <laughs> Everything is correct except it's not sun, it's sun. sun. So Masundaram. Oh gosh. She was just waiting Sorry, today yes. to hear how I was going to say it too to see if she could pull that one out. I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> Please don't let her have learned how to pronounce my name <laughs> finally when I'm going to use that as a segue into this clip. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> I'll keep working on it. I promise. Oh, said you're three. So you have time. You've given yourself time. I'm glad I said that and not like, you know, I'll get it by next episode. But that would have been too much. <laughs> but, you know, I lived a big part of my life with the last name that nobody could ever pronounce, my maiden name. Uh, and so you'd think I would get it. Like, I'd be kind of sensitive to that. Or you've just given up. Oh, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Well, clearly I didn't realize. I'm sorry, Sarah. I'm going to work harder on that. I'm not offended. I, I just thought it was funny as I was going through the episodes and I heard that clip and I'm like, oh, so going to use this one, <laughs> this episode for sure. Oh boy. So we thought we'd go through and do a quick look back at some of our favorite episodes, let you know some of the, the episodes that we feel like we had the most fun in. Uh, we've done some updates on some of the recipes that um, we've shared. And then we'll probably just wrap it up with some general silly ridiculousness because some funny that's moments what we that are professionals we... at doing. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> We're laughing silly. at ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having a good sense of humor at all the nonsense that uh, has come out of this mm-hmm. experience. <laughs> so who's going to go first? with their favorite episode. Erin, why don't you start us off? What was your favorite? So I think one of my favorite episodes, I have a few and I don't think any of us can pick one. Um, Right. I'm going to talk about two things. One, just quickly, I want to mention that I got to cook a recipe with my Oma and uh, she taught me how to make a strudel and uh, it was really fun getting to just cook with family and share recipes with my grandmother and yeah it's just there's nothing more special to me than cooking with family and and doing that and I think that is just such a special special episode for the episode I do want to talk about as my favorite episode because I think it is hilarious and so funny is the 11th episode of season two called persimmon pudding (laughs) that's also one of my favorites (laughs) When I went back and listened to this again, I was laughing to myself. It was real. It was so, it was so fun that one. And just poor Shirley. If Shirley ever oh, listened, the recipe writer, if she ever listened to it, she must think we are a bunch of fools. Like because <laughs> there was a lot of like there was a lot of like teasing Shirley, even though we don't know. There was Shirley. a lot of teasing Shirley. <laughs> yes, but in a in a nice 
way Shirley. Yeah, yes, it was so, nice... it was a lot of fun. I really liked the pudding Shirley, as I said before, yeah. Shirley. <laughs> we, we really didn't, we didn't really come to a good uh, consensus on what the pudding result was. So Erin, you pulled a clip from the persimmon pudding episode for us to play. Yeah. Shirley, where was your description? <laughs> Three lines does not a recipe make. <laughs> Come on. Where was she from again? Town, Missouri. Oh, Missouri. Right. Missouri. So maybe in, maybe in Missouri, they all know that this is a pudding. This is exactly. what they call pudding. A pudding. A pudding. pudding. <laughs> Missouri pudding. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of mystery dessert. It was good mystery dessert. Oh, it, it was yeah. tasty. It yeah. definitely tasted good. I was just expecting something mm. that was persimmony. Yeah. And pudding like. Right. And yeah. I feel like both of those things were eh, yes. <laughs> fail. Right. Yes. But that's just because my definition and expectation was different than Shirley's definition, clearly. We Three offended everyone in Yeah, we've Missouri. offended everyone in, in Missouri with our Missouri <laughs> with our terrible accents. <laughs> yeah. Were we drinking when we recorded that one? Because I wonder if that was a night of drinking. Because that has we happened were a couple high times. High and sugar and persimmons. Oh man, that was such a fun one. All of the vagueness in the recipe. I mean, we've all cooked with older recipes where they don't really explain things, and this was exactly that recipe. And going through that process and having a good laugh at all that. Oh my gosh, I just and Sarah and I both thought the pudding was going to be something complete. Like we all thought it was going to be pudding pudding not a cake <laughs> <laughs> i really wanted to have something that showcased what persimmons tasted like <laughs> that's where we didn't quite come to a consensus and this is where the the recipe flopped for me and and i think we just decided to blame it all on shirley since it was <laughs> her pudding <laughs> <laughs> poor shirley it's not her fault. Poor Shirley. We're, we, we're picking on Shirley a bit, but um, you know what? Sometimes you, you just, you got to take your lumps. You have to, you have to <laughs> displace the blame <laughs> to somebody else. Yep. You need a scapegoat. Sometimes you need a scapegoat. So uh, listen, if your recipe is a bit, I don't know, like. <laughs> but it was a good pudding, you guys. It was a good pudding. It's just. <laughs> didn't really you could have been made with any fruit yes exactly. it could have been, been made with, with any fruit i imagine <laughs> <laughs> we had different idea in our mind of what a pudding was going to be and then when you uh, delivered it to yes. us and we opened it up and we were like uh, what is that yeah and <laughs> we learned a lot about the persimmon and uh <laughs> we learned that some questions just go unanswered yeah. <laughs> like what does a persimmon <laughs> taste like <laughs> Sometimes Stop. you just have to let it be. <sighs> that was go. a lot of fun and a good recipe in the end, even I though we did solve I the think question. a good recipe in the end. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, my favorite episode that I did was definitely 100% date night. I think it was episode 21 mm -hmm. in season one. And this was not because it was a Roy Choi recipe. It was just a beautiful night. It had a great drink called a Caiprinia. I got to hang out with my husband. The kids were downstairs in the basement watching shows. So it was just my husband and myself. We were having drinks and we had a great meal with Salsa Verde, uh, which was happened to be from Roy Choi. But what I find also funny about this um, episode is how 
the conversation then turns a little naughty because Boy <laughs> Choi was involved. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, have a listen. It's Roy Choi and Sarah sitting in a food truck. What's Ooh. a good word that rhymes with truck? <laughs> all right, all right. Wow. <laughs> this is where we're at today. I meant luck. Luck. So luck. Well, luck. that would be lucky. <laughs> That'd be lucky for Roy Choi, I tell yeah. you. <laughs> Your husband doesn't listen to this podcast, does he, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> you may not want to tell him about this episode. <laughs> and it turned out to be a great date night. The food was fantastic. The drink was definitely something I'm making mm. every summer, mm-hmm. the Caipirinha. Yep. And it was a hot night and it was perfect for that drink and the food. Yes. And that doesn't always happen here in Calgary that you get a nice nope. night to sit outside yeah. like that. So it was like stars stars aligned that salsa verde was so good in fact mm. i was just at the grocery store and noticed they had some tomatillos again and i mm. was like oh i should pick those up and make some salsa verde oh yeah <laughs> yeah and then we figured out that we could actually freeze those t- tomatillos because you char them anyway right oh so that's right yeah i've made that numerous times Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure it's not the same every time. It's kind of like a little exactly. bit of what you've got handy and exactly. ratios and it's totally such a fun recipe to play with. And yeah, mm-hmm. you start eyeballing fresh. things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Could drink it just about. <laughs> Except you've got the Caipirinha, which I really love to drink. Well, you just yeah. drink your salsa drink with your Caipirinha. Yeah. It's two totally Double fisted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with that at all. And it's always fun to tease Sarah about her celebrity crush, Roy Choi. That's well, always fun. Yeah. It's happened I'm a few times. It's not just this episode. <laughs> no. Well, that was the best one. What about you, Heather? Okay. Uh, one of my favorites was episode nine, right back in the beginning. And it was the macarons. Oh, because, yeah. because it was something that I had long wanted to try, but I was super intimidated by and Mm -hmm. i just thought oh it's too that looks like so much work and so complicated and so technical that i'm just not but this was an excuse to to do that i'm like well it's for the podcast i'm gonna finally try these little french cookies and we had some fun discussions around all the trial and error that was involved in making them yes and that sort of ambiguous descriptions of what the batter is supposed to be like the wet sand ribbons the and all ribbons, that. Yes, like, I remember the, that. Yeah. Was, there was a lot of um, trial and error and fails along the way, and it was a lot of fun. And there was at one point we were laughing about who comes up with these kind of recipes. There's a little clip. It just amazes me that someone mm-hmm. developed a recipe like this. Like how? Why? <laughs> That's the question. And who, who did this? <laughs> yeah, like, like, who comes up with this stuff? Who does come up with this stuff? It's not like it happened by accident, <laughs> right? It's no, not I like don't one of those, so. like, oh, I mistakenly dropped this Ribbons. into oh, here look. and it worked out perfectly. <laughs> like, no, you're going to stir that 10 times. No, it was more like 16. 16 yeah. times. Yeah. It was also fun because I surprised you guys with the finished 
cookies like put them in a little box yeah told you don't open them until we get and it was like i think the anticipation of the reveal yeah <laughs> was definitely like so good in that one i love and you didn't that. quite know what you were going to get no and after all the things that you had said i um, i half expected to open that box and and see like a big fail in it and they were beautiful <laughs> that's the clip I that i got it where sarah says that they're so good. I, I really, I mean, with all the, <laughs> the the things that you said could go wrong, I actually kind of expected a box of gone wrong, but it's not like it's delicious. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I say right, the we... same thing a year later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, and I still have not made them again, <laughs> even though I was feeling all at the end of it. I'm like, yeah, I could probably do this again. You know, when my kids see those at a bakery or at a store or even the Kleenex box that has the macarons on it, they always talk about yours because it was early days mm. and I was still sharing food with my kids. <laughs> that is long since past. <laughs> I know better than to do we that now. But they always mm -hmm. bring up, oh, Heather made those cookies like that. Oh, they were so good. Has she ever made those again? Can she make oh. them again? Can you make them? Like, so you are the macaron queen, according to my children. <laughs> I'm glad the, the memory has lived on. I'm glad because it, I may never make that. Who knows? Maybe I'll never make them again. It's a multi-day <gasps> commitment yeah. because you mm -hmm. make them one day, they have to cure, then you make the filling, then you fill them, then they have to sit. And then you're That's like, right. Yeah. It's not a quick, it's no quick thing, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, good for you that you read that recipe and then decided to do it. <laughs> yeah. Because I would have been changing this completely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Yeah, that seems to be my favorite kind to do is something that kind of scares the pants off me. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't know if I can yeah. actually make it happen, but I'm determined to try. Those are the ones yeah. I like the best. And then and then let's just say this because we have to say this. Our favorite recipe of all time that came out of Three Kitchens is, let's all say it together. Mm -hmm. Salted lemon. <laughs> like, is she... And it's not the episode that was the favorite. It's the recipe. It's the product yeah. because we have put those in so many things. Everything. So many things. Yeah. Yeah. It has become a staple in our fridge, right? Yeah. In mm -hmm. our kitchen. And that is definitely an episode to visit because that is extremely simple. Yeah. And yields a lot of power. So yes. And none of us had ever even, I think, heard of it. No. And I heard a recommendation recently from a chef who said, and how if you're not using up your jar of salted lemons in time, I, I mean, I don't understand how you wouldn't use it <laughs> I, in time. <laughs> I have a jar that has like a quarter lemon left in there that doesn't look so hot now. I might just toss that out. But he said that you can take that salted lemon mixture after a while and just blend it up and freeze it and then you can make little cubes of frozen salted lemons so oh, the yeah. salted lemon can live on and on and on in your freezer oh i'm gonna try that have we ever used salted lemons for any cocktails mm. why haven't not yet is gonna be my answer that's what we need to do this summer Yep. And so the adventure with salted <laughs> lemons continues. Oh, it definitely does. This episode is brought to you by the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. This podcast shout out goes to It's a Conspiracy. Andrew, Greg, and Charlie discuss the beliefs behind selected conspiracy theories, alternative accounts, legends, myths, and more. 
I listened to an episode a while back in which they debated the theory around the cilantro gene. You know that one that causes a person to think cilantro tastes like soap? Well, I just want to say my co-host Aaron might strongly disagree with calling that a conspiracy. The cilantro aversion is real, you guys. They also do a little segment about what they're drinking, which I appreciate, for some great Alberta brewery and distillery recommendations. So if you're a fan of weird news and wacky stories of all kinds, as I am, go listen to It's a Conspiracy. And while you're there, check out all the other shows at albertapodcastnetwork.com. So that's maybe a good lead into where we yeah. wanted to talk about some updates. Some yeah. In season one in the 10th episode, I made a one pan chicken winner was the mm-hmm. name. And I made a one pan chicken. <laughs> I didn't even realize this until right now, but it also had the salted lemons in it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Uh, and so it was a um, Greek and lemon chicken and potatoes recipe that I had used. The recipe overall was okay, but it wasn't my favorite. So I've gone back and I found a different method that uses similar ingredients. And it mm-hmm. is a recipe from allrecipes.com and it's called Greek lemon chicken and potatoes. And so in the original episode, we talked about uh, you boiled the potatoes partially before adding them to the pan. You fried the chicken in the pan before putting it in the oven. There was a lot of pre-chicken going into the oven work that made it more than one pan. So the original recipe was a bit of a lie. It wasn't a one pan chicken. (laughs) And I'm I'm shaking my fist at it angrily since you don't get the pleasure of seeing me do this. I'll, uh, I'll let you know that. So I went and found another recipe and I've adapted it to a whole bunch of other recipes that I also uh, like to make bone-in skin on chicken with. And so in this recipe, you put the chicken and the potatoes into a bowl. You make a sauce and you, you mix it all together with your hands and then you place the chicken in the pan. You dump out your potatoes and the sauce and you put it all in one pan and then it sits in your oven for 40 minutes. And uh, you stir it about halfway through so that the bottom doesn't get browner than the top potatoes that are in there. I find that the chicken is much more tender. The skin crisps up and altogether, it's a great weeknight meal because it really only takes an hour and it really only is one pan. Mm, Nice. Mm -hmm. I have adapted a puri puri chicken recipe that I love. Mm And I'm going to write out the recipe and put it at the in our show notes. Okay. Yeah. Nice. You don't have to pre-boil anything. You don't have to pre-fry your chicken. It still turns out crispy. And I love this recipe so much more. Awesome. That would be my best update of all the recipes that, you know, I continue to make and and have played around with. I definitely like this one a lot better. So good. I'm going to try that one. So sorry, when you say it's in the show notes, it'll be in Budsprout's show notes? Or on your podcast player when you play their there's a description that goes with Perfect. each episode that's called show notes or sometimes it says details. You can just click that if you're not right, sure. Right. So I'll write out my recipe and I'll also link to for the Greek lemon chicken and potatoes because that method can be applied to anything. I make Ooh. my chicken cacciatore that way now. I'm just loving the cooking in the cast iron. That's mm-hmm. my favorite. I know Sarah has been playing with cake. Yeah, I've been playing with cake. Uh, so what episode was this? I forgot to write this down. Season two, episode episode 22. Oh, this was two 
So in season two, episode 22, which was, I think, out on February the 2nd, 2022. Something like that. Yep. How did that work out for us, by the way? That was weird. The fact that our 22nd episode of the season also aired on the 22nd of the two of the 22. Yeah, that was some luck happening there. But Sarah had a winner of a recipe. Well, yeah. And I mean, this was another weird thing that happened to I made cake. <laughs> I baked cake. But I ended up calling a good friend of mine who knows how to bake cakes so that I could bake this cake with her. And it was called Onde Onde. And it turned out so amazing that she came over the following weekend and we made it again. Yeah, that was so funny. She's like, we're, Irene's coming back and we're making it again. I was like, what? Like, we're like, the next week? Sarah's going into yeah. the cake making business? <laughs> No, it was funny because I had messaged just saying, oh, you know, we should totally make that again one day. She's like, so when am I coming over, Saturday or Sunday? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, you pick. I guess we're making, doing this. But it was kind of nice making it again because someone like me who doesn't make cakes very often, it's kind of nice to do a recipe like that when you're not very used to doing something again so that it kind of sticks in your brain and there were a few things that we changed in the recipe that we use from bake with paws which is p-a-w-s dot com and you know most of it was very straightforward in the episode we talk about um, not using the concentrate concentrated pandan juice for the flavoring but we used a essence that we bought from the store, Lucky Supermarket. And when you whisk it, one thing that I don't think I mentioned was, you've seen the consistency of cake batter. It's Mm -hmm. quite flowy. Well, this one wasn't, it was very stretchy. And just remember, don't think about adding more liquid to make it more creamy or whatnot, because you're going to put the meringue in later. And when you put the meringue in later, it actually looks like a cake batter. Mm. So that was one thing that just don't get thrown off. Yeah. The other thing that we added to this recipe or we changed about it was to the buttercream, we added two tablespoons of coconut cream. Mm. So we added the pandan essence. And we added the two tablespoons of coconut cream. You must do this for your cake. You must. Because it was, it just upped it for the flavor. And it was just so even, even more exotic. Right. And so those are the two things that I would change about this. And I think everything else was mentioned in that episode. The recipe is pretty straightforward. The only thing that I would change, of course, is using the pandan essence instead of the extract or the concentrated juice, which you can try to make. Mm -hmm. I just don't think you're going to yield as much as you think you are. Yeah. They may not be as fresh as the ones that she's using in Asia. So it might not yield as much moisture. So if you're going there and you want to give it a try, then get more of the fresh stuff or just get the essence. Are you going to grow it in your garden this year, Sarah? No, I'm not growing anything. (laughs) She's not even humoring you. She's like, no. no." I felt really (laughs) shut down right there. (laughs) The only thing I'm going to try to have is flowers in pots away from my puppy. Not amused. So I guess that's a no, listeners. Sarah is not growing anything. Hard no. With this recipe, what we're going to do next, going to 
make the same cake, but instead of putting pandan in it, we're going to do it with mango. So look out for pictures. I don't know when we're doing that, but I'm hoping Irene will uh, want to come over again. <laughs> so every time my doorbell rings, this. it might be you dropping off mango cake is what that tells me. Perhaps. So I'm Perhaps. just going to expect definitely it be every time. <laughs> yeah, let's just put that out there now because when she... Yep made the cake the second time she yeah. didn't share it with us that's right we didn't what we didn't get the improved no. version yeah that's we didn't know what the I better part was it to other people <laughs> i had promised it to other people. okay you know we can't work. just let that go we can't okay all right all right i'll make it again i know now how to <laughs> excellent <clears throat> if you're not going to grow your own pandan the, the least you can do is bake us the least cake. i could do oh, come on go. sarah like <laughs> all right i owe you a cake i Ooh. promise all right so heather what did you what are you gonna make for us again <laughs> well not just uh, i did make it actually it's not wasn't my recipe originally but aaron made empanadas in mm episode oh shoot i think it was yeah it was really early on i can't remember which seven aaron made empanadas argentinian empanadas on uh, episode six nope episode nope. seven Fuck. seven <laughs> seven <laughs> episode seven um season one season one episode seven Aaron made empanadas. The recipe from her favorite, not maybe not favorite, but one of her favorite celebrity chefs, Francis Malman. And we had a good laugh during the episode <laughs> about his cookbook and his appearance on was it Chef's Table or some yeah, that's right. documentary, which I mean, right. he's fantastic. His food is fantastic, but he is an eccentric mm. uh, kind of a weirdo, which we love. <laughs> We love the weirdos. And so we had a lot of wait, fun talking wait. about Do we Francis. want to say weirdo? Like, do we want to say eccentric <laughs> guy so we don't have to put the word weirdo on there? What if he listens? He's like, F you. Freaking Let your freak flag over fly, from... Francis. And I <laughs> challenge anyone to say there. what I just said, because that was a lot of ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I somehow think he'd be okay with it. I feel he like seems he's extremely confident. he'd be proud of it i, I was gonna mm -hmm. say i don't I think he has any confidence issues so i'm pretty sure that yeah, no. i don't think he would give a shit what we what we're saying about it <laughs> anyway so erin yeah. originally made the empanadas from francis mulman's cookbook yeah and we've all made it since then at least mm -hmm. once maybe more but when i went to make them so i made them for our new year's eve episode as an appetizer we made appies and drinks at new year's and i made them with chicken so i made a different filling yeah which was really great it was like chicken and olive and was really fantastic so and i kind of adapted that mm -hmm. based on a recipe that i found and then added some of francis's like the egg and the olives into it anyway heather did what she does best and macgyvered it i just kind of right. i'm just winging it and just making stuff up so good but in the process we discovered that it seemed as though i had used a different dough recipe because yeah. it came out a little different mm -hmm. and i couldn't for the life of me remember which one because on foodandwine.com they have two francis malman traditional argentine empanada recipes one is beef and onion and one is beef and olive and i was like i don't remember which one i use i'm like you know the francis one and aaron's like uh there's, there's two. two recipes <laughs> and one of them is the same as the book and the other one is not yeah and 
I could not remember which one I had used. So I made these again recently because I wanted to be able to address it. Yeah. I actually didn't make empanadas, but I made the dough and we made like calzones with it, which is essentially just a large empanada with different stuff inside. I didn't see one show up at my door. Did you, Erin? No, I'm I'm all It wasn't, I'll tell you why you didn't. I'll tell you why you didn't get one at your door. Just be glad you didn't get one at your door. (laughs) (laughs) You be happy, be happy. Okay, so one of the recipes, uh, the difference between them is the amount of lard. And yes. in our case, we used butter, but in Francis's recipe, it's lard. One of them has a quarter cup of lard, one tablespoon of salt. That's another difference. The other one, this one has two cups of lard and a third of a cup of salt. Whoa. Okay. And a lot more dough? about an extra cup of flour in there so we kept saying i kept saying which one should i do which one should i do what do you guys think i should do and i kept, i'm sure i was just a pain in the ass about this because i was like i don't know which one i should i don't know which one i used before so I don't. and sarah kept saying more butter more butter mm-hmm. so <laughs> she's like it's a no-brainer and you know with this kind of empanada dough you melt your fat into water and with your salt and you right. melt it all down dissolve the salt whatever and you let it sit and cool yeah. and then you put that you may use that as your liquid with your flour and you make up your dough. And I was like, this seems like a lot of salt, but I don't know. It's a lot of butter too. So I don't, I don't know. It was the worst dough. I know. It was so fucking salty. I could hardly <sighs> eat it. It was like, it was oh, awful. No. And it says in the, it says in the instructions that the dough will be greasy. Well, that's an understatement of the year. It is oh, like it's too much. Too much butter. It is like greasy and slimy and hard, really hard to work with. And I, I knew as soon as I started trying to mix it together, I was like, this is not the recipe I used. That dough was great. This one is like awful and slippery. And I was like, who thought this was a good idea? And But I thought, okay, but maybe... I guess I did. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll still be good. So yeah. it comes to eat and yeah. I'm like... Whoa wow why is this so salty and it makes a lot right so we had extras mm. that i thought i thought i would put in the kids lunches no tossed it was so oh so bad oh, darn it and there's nothing you can do ointment. well i don't know about you guys but i don't taste raw dough to see what it tastes like so i didn't know it was salty till we baked it in the oven and here out comes our dinner and so your suggestion <laughs> is to use the one with less butter in oh it. yeah <laughs> and the less butter one is called use the one that is beef and onion empanadas oh so, man there you go there's just the one with less salt less salt and way less, less salt. <laughs> and less yeah, really much less. less butter yep there you go so we still love francis and all his i'm really sorry that you had to wait <laughs> a pound of butter and make a gross dough <laughs> uh, it was, and my family was trying to be so polite like oh, it's not, it's not too bad and they lovely when that i was happens. like oh. yeah okay so now we get to my favorite part <laughs> more funny goofy stuff <laughs> what have you got so everything about what i picked for this episode had something to do with friends good friends who have taught me how to cook and that's something I've enjoyed very much about season two especially um so we had Irene helping me with the cake Mm -hmm. and we had Auntie Pushpa who came in and helped us with our Diwali episode which was absolutely Mm -hmm. delicious and fun Mm -hmm. we got to go shopping in a store that we really were not very familiar with so it's a good thing she was around us in some way because I think 
think we needed some guidance there. In the Diwali episode, which is episode six of season two, I was sort of describing Auntie Pushpa to you, told you what I thought was so special about her. So let's uh, take a listen. Anyway, Auntie Pushpa has culture that's kind of going away to have someone who works and then comes back and then cooks everything from scratch. But my parents' generation, it started going away. So it's very rare to see someone like Auntie Pushpa still kind of keeping these traditions alive. She does all the things. Auntie Pushpa does all the things and she does them well. And she knits and she makes clothes for people and she she just does it all. And she's a fantastic cook. So thank you, Auntie Pushpa, for that Mm -hmm. delicious uh, guidance Mm -hmm. for that episode. That was fun to do. And that that's, was fun. And Aaron making yeah. goat curry was like that was I was so blown fun. away. I loved mm-hmm. I loved having the opportunity to to learn from from someone else. This is my last one that that I picked, and it was I got to cook with my friend or my friend John. He sorry, my friend Paul. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. Oh my god, I'm such a dork. My friend Paul, I gave him a call. We cook over Zoom or the phone or whatever all the time. And so I said, would you do this episode with me? And he taught me how to make something called Roti John, but, Mm. you know, like with the extra special twist. I ended up editing this clip down because this was like was an hour and a half talking between him and me. But at one point, he says something in this episode that he didn't mean to say and this it was such an awkward silence before both of us started laughing once you cook this you just put a beat the meat in it as bad as it sounds like. <laughs> don't worry we've said this <laughs> <laughs> so you beat the meat in the mixture <laughs> You don't realize how that awkward pause right after he said it, like everyone went silent and was like, ah. Did he just say, beat the meat? (laughs) Again, thanks, John. It was this season two has been great. Paul. Paul. Thanks, Paul. What is wrong with me? (laughs) Thanks, Paul. Jesus. All of my fun clips are about me being a nerd. (laughs) Because I just like learning everything. There you go. (laughs) I like learning it all. And I think that I showed that best with the first episode that I took on, which if it doesn't jog your memory, I can see the horror in in Heather's face. (laughs) It's not horror, it's amusement. Because I loved it This is one of my favorites. (laughs) One of my favorites. Okay. The the fail from, not the fail, but the process of me learning how to make a mayo. And um, I mean, I describe this extremely long process where my mayonnaise keeps breaking. I've wasted a lot of energy and effort on whisking this all by hand and we make fun of you for not using a machine (laughs) and i get right right over the coals from everybody else telling me that a normal person would uh use Use that machine yeah and what do i come out and say at the end for the sanity of myself and for my arms I need to walk away and reflect on everything I learned. Because when I started this process, I didn't know what a broken mayonnaise looks like. I know what that looks like really good now. I can identify the fuck out of that. I'm not going to keep whisking it. So 
Um, at one point, Heather makes fun because Sarah explains to me that a red chili and a green chili are the same chili. Is that the same thing? A green chili and a red chili are the same pepper at different stages? Yeah, it is. Depending on, on the actual pepper, right? Erin like <laughs> literally just looked like the little mind-blown emoji. <laughs> and I've also learned how to say Worcestershire from Heather. Worcestershire sauce? Did I win that time? Worcestershire sauce? Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, just mumble it real quick and then you're you're pretty much good. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Yeah, just just kind of like <laughs> Worcestershire. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I've since learned another way to say it, which is wash your sister. Yeah. Wash your sister. Your wash your sister sauce. I love, I love that one. It's better than saying Worcestershire because yes. I was saying that and I got a lot of flack for that. We all learned something new to go with our food vocabulary in a physical way. <laughs> when I attempted to make yet another persimmon recipe. Okay, so why don't you talk about the experience that- uh, Okay, so in episode two, uh, dot 13, season two, episode 13, I made beef wellington. But at the beginning of the episode, Erin told us about how she attempted again. She really wanted, we've talked about the pudding. She really wanted to get what is the flavor of that persimmon, which we were still missing. And so she attempted a persimmon jam and it was one of the funniest eggs <laughs> that i the, think the funniest and fuzziest it was so <laughs> funny that whole conversation because erin you can see her face she's just waiting to hear what we're gonna say about it and sarah has this really polite glee mm, i didn't really care for it or something she had something to say about it and she goes and that's all i'm gonna say and i was like what are you talking about why is that all you're gonna say so here's a little clip what? That's all you have to say? To say. Are you kidding? <laughs> okay, I don't well, want to say anything else. Why has, the this not been, why has this not been said yet? I don't know. I took a, like a, on the tip of like a butter knife. I just scooped it out. First of all, obviously there's a shit ton of pectin in there because yes. that is a solid jam, my friends. Yeah. It yes. is like... <laughs> It is like jellied. like, And then, so I put it in my mouth and I was like... What the fuck did I just put in my mouth? That's what I texted Aaron because I felt like it was never mind the taste, it tastes good. The feeling of it, I felt like fuzz just sprouted on my <laughs> tongue and the roof of my mouth. It felt furry for like 20 minutes after I had this little taste of it. It was just really, it was so funny. But Sarah was trying so hard to be like polite, she didn't want to hurt Aaron's feelings. <laughs> There was no saving feelings on that no. one. It was just all around weird. It was all around miserable. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. When I revisited this, I actually got found some detailed information about this. And it is called the astringent variety. And okay. so you cannot eat that persimmon until it is fully ripened. Oh. If you open it up when it is not soft or hard, it, apparently the tannins will just like make your mouth... Okay. Oh. Everyone describes it as like, don't ever open it up and eat it until it is as soft as a water balloon is what they describe. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. Everyone just said, don't do it. Everything I read was like, don't do it. It'll be astringent. It'll be, we had no idea what that really meant. Nope. No one said fuzzy. We had 
zero clue. We just knew you shouldn't do that. And apparently the persimmons that I made the jam with just weren't water baggy enough because <laughs> water baggy we experienced what astringent it. It is fur sprouting on your tongue. It is like you have started chewing on a velvet cloth. It is the worst feeling. <laughs> Oh my god. That you can ever imagine so in your funny. mouth. <laughs> it was so great. And I just remember Erin's face as we were recording that because she was just like like she didn't know what to say and she was just waiting to hear what we were gonna say about it. And she was At first I was a little bit nervous when you yeah. said you took a spoonful. I was like, oh God. <laughs> what did I do to Heather? Oh, She's never was... gonna trust me again. <laughs> I'll never forget it. It was so funny. I yeah. So I think my, my favorite thing has been <laughs> all the things that we have learned this year through doing all these experiments. Like this is just, this has been a year of experimenting. I yeah, think. for sure. It has, you know, everything I wanted to mention, including mentions of famous chefs and my oh, yeah. favorite thing about this podcast in all honesty has been cooking with Irene auntie pushpa and you guys that's who i've learned cooking oh, yeah. from most because there are things that i have never eaten never thought about mm -hmm. they're both of you the two that i message going uh what do i do here because i don't understand this and you guys always have your tips and your tricks and and your ideas sometimes if you haven't made those recipes before and i really like honestly this has really broadened my horizons for my cooking Oh, absolutely. And so it's been yeah. really, really fun. Mm -hmm. And hopefully really for the fun. listeners too. I hope the listeners have yeah. learned some things and tried some things. I mean, we don't know because they never yeah. tell us. We never hear anything from them. You guys never talk to us. You Come never on, talk you back to us, guys. Tell us it sucks. Always tell us to you. Tell us you tried it and it was furry. I don't know. Like, tell <laughs> us something. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about all the things that we that you you guys have introduced me to that I'd never eaten before, yes. like um, pickled garlic scapes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't wait to make those mm -hmm. this those year. Those were great. Right. Yeah, I'm going to be drinking Caesars with those all summer. And I'm not gardening, so if you want to send me some or pickle them and then give them to me, I would much appreciate it. And another thing was the salt cured egg yolk, which I still have not made, but I wanted yes. to because that was one that of those things so that was good. like, wow, I'd never even Mm -hmm. imagined that and I really enjoyed the short cure yeah. and you know what now I, I feel like I want to make that again <laughs> I bought shrimp that's right I've never I didn't even I had to ask you guys why it was so important to devein it because I didn't realize right <laughs> the vein was not a vein shrimp poop. <laughs> no. you have learned so many things yeah. I think we all have for sure yeah that's been the that's been the best fun of this and yeah. I think if there's anything to take home is just try it. The worst mm -hmm. that can happen yeah. is it can be a furry in your mouth. <laughs> that was the worst. And it's okay. And in all you honesty, can laugh about it. Most of the recipes we've done are not extreme no. recipes. There have been a, a few that have been okay. That's kind of, you know, a few days mm -hmm. of work. Mm -hmm and stress but most of them are easy to make and some of them are easier than others right just don't always believe when sarah says it's easy yeah i think oh, we've i think we've covered that well enough the simple simple super simple it's like no, no. i don't know what you guys are talking about yeah it's been a great year with you ladies i am looking forward to more crazy recipes more awesome recipes yes <laughs> 
So we can keep tempting people and maybe one day they'll tell us if they've yeah. made something, they'll give us some feedback. But actually these other people are helping us out because we're we're doing a few guest yeah, um, that's right. yeah. appearances. We've been a guest on an, yeah. another podcast and we'll be doing that again coming up. So it's a lot of fun. We're I'm happy to be bringing more kitchens into the fold because we're going to get new ideas, new methods, new recipes. Mm -hmm. I I can't wait new to personalities. hear what everyone's mm -hmm. going to share with us. So yes. yeah, because we're sick of the, each of us. So we need some oh, new stuff for yourself. <laughs> so rude. Yeah. I'm not sick of you guys at all. No, I'm not sick of you guys. But it is fun when you add a new dynamic in mm -hmm. once in a yes. while. It is nice interviewing and talking to some of these people. And yeah, it's yeah. been great yeah. connecting through food. So so that's it. That's our first year. That's, that's a wrap it. on. Thank you for being there with us, being here with us. Yes. And there. Everywhere. And there. <laughs> yes, really. Everywhere. You can take us all and, over and the And don't place. go anywhere. And don't, don't, go anywhere. don't go nowhere. Keep downloading. Keep listening. Stay with us. Yeah, just give us a little. Go find know. us and like us and share us on your Give on us your a review. It would be so fun to see. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're starting to sound desperate, guys. I think it might be time to uh, end this episode. <laughs> All right. Well, happy anniversary, you two. Yes, happy anniversary. Happy Are we going to wave like we usually do? Bye. We always wave. Yeah, forgetting that nobody actually can see our wave. It's okay. Yeah. We're waving at each other. That's right. That's right. And now for the fine print. We at Three Kitchens gratefully acknowledge we are telling these stories in the traditional territories of the Treaty 7 Nations in Southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. We honor the rich tradition of oral storytellers on this land who have come before us. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. If you like and subscribe on your podcast player, that helps more people find us. Oh, you're already? Where did the time go?